Welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because this is a solo-sode. I am talking about my journey, mostly um, through my career, through business, um, getting up into this point. I decided that I'm going to make a separate episode that describes my history with diet and exercise because these two things, while they are somewhat related, they are honestly two totally different topics. So dive into today. And if you have any follow-up questions, please reach out to me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. My handle is at the Kylie Larson, and I look forward to hearing from you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am actually talking about myself. Um, So I feel really uncomfortable about doing this, but last week um, I was busy getting a a new round of my program, Lift to Get Lean, up and running, and of course supporting our, our monthly VIP community, and I didn't have time to interview a guest for the podcast, and I pulled... Instagram. And I said, you know, what do you want to hear about if I were to do a a solo cast? Um, You know, I could tell you anything about all the stuff that I like to talk about. And there was an overwhelming response that you wanted to hear my story. So today I'm going to talk to you about how I got to this point with what I'm doing now with my business and everything that got me here. Um, As I was going over this in my mind about what I wanted to talk about today, um, I will maybe be alluding to my fitness and my nutrition, but I think that honestly warrants a whole other episode. So bear with me, stick with me, or don't. (laughs) If you're not interested, I totally understand. I totally understand. I've got a guest lined up for Friday, so I'll be back to interviewing people. That's honestly my favorite thing to do is interview my guests. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I have to ask the questions and answer them. This is going to be kind of challenging. So without further ado, let me dive in and I'm going to start with college. So I went to Texas Christian University, TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, and I graduated college with a marketing degree in 2001. I remember I was like late getting to the career fair, the job fair, and but I showed up and there was like one table left and it was for an advertising agency named Ackerman McQueen. And I don't know if it was, you know, a twist of fate or it was meant to be or whatever, but I ended up interning at Ackerman McQueen the summer before I graduated and ended up getting a job with them right upon graduation. So right after graduation, graduation is in a whatever day in May, like that Monday, I don't think I had any time off in true Kylie fashion. 
I went right into work and I started working at this advertising agency. And, you know, it was fun. It was cool. It was definitely an entry level position. I started in what was called the traffic department. If you are not familiar, I was basically a mail person. This is before email was huge, before we were sending files all over the place. Another part of my job was picking people up from the airport, which I absolutely hated. I did cry at work because somebody was absolutely terrible to me. Her name was Peggy and she made me cry because I was like late to the airport or something. First off, you don't want me picking you up from the airport because I will always be late. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's my job. I got lost or something. Again, typical Kylie. So picking people up from the airport, taking deliveries. So because we were mailing things from one agency to the next, where I was in the Dallas office, there was a Tulsa office and Oklahoma City office. Um, we would be waiting for like media plans or storyboards that needed to get FedEx to the clients or other people we are working with. Well, FedEx, you can drop off like as late as nine o'clock and it will get on that flight for the night. So there were many nights where I was just hanging out in the office waiting for somebody to get done with whatever they were doing. So I could take a delivery to the airport so we could get FedEx to wherever it needed to go. Again, this was before like email. This makes me sound so old. But I'm just saying that is the kind of position that I started in. And I did move up. I moved into account service and, you know, helped work with clients. I worked on at Ackerman. I worked on the Six Flags account a little bit. And then I got hired into another department. And long story short, you guys, I just, I wasn't in love with it. I worked with some really cool people. I made some really great relationships but I still, I wasn't in love with my job. I do love advertising. I love marketing. And I always say, if I would have gotten into the research aspect of it, I probably never would have left because human behavior, that's my jam. That's what I, that's why I do what I do because human behavior is predictable. I can predict what you're going to do and I can help you change what you are going to do. That's what coaching is all about. So again, if I had been put in the research department, I'd probably still be there running focus groups and getting into people's minds. It changed agencies a couple of times, each time thinking, oh, this one will be different. I'll understand what I'm doing. I never understood what I was doing. Like I just was a deer in the headlights. And I, I really just, I don't want to say I hated it, but I didn't like it. I knew that's not what I was meant to be doing. Now, at this point in time, before I left Ackerman, um, that's when I was still over-exercising a lot, and I found out that I had a stress fracture in my femur. I could not do anything. I literally could not do anything. I think I had to walk with crutches because we wanted to take pressure off of my, my femur. So in that time frame, I was forced to stop working out, which was a blessing in disguise, and when I could finally work out, I started going to yoga. And I will never forget, I went to my first, it was a one of my first. I did a little bit of yoga in college. I did yoga to like some VHS tapes, like in my dorm room at my house when I go home for, for summertime, um, but got more into it after college. And I'll never forget my first class at the 24-hour fitness. And I really liked it. And the teacher that taught, she also taught at a studio. So I went to like a workshop that she had 
and I really dug it. And I remember befriending someone in class and he was talking about this hot yoga, this Bikram yoga. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And there was a studio, there was a studio in Dallas and there was a studio in Grapevine. And I started going to both of those studios depending on my work schedule. Absolutely fell in love with this yoga and it truly did change my life. It transformed my body, it transformed my mind. And it, I know it sounds like such a cliche that yoga changed my life, but it truly did. And the kind of yoga that I was practicing it wasn't the kind of yoga where the teacher goes in and has a talk that she gives, a dharma talk is what we call it, like a daily lesson. Bikram yoga, in case you're not familiar, it's, they say the poses, they say the cues, you hold it for the time and then you switch. There's no room for fluff. But because of the heat, because of having to look at yourself in a mirror for 90 minutes, because of the transformative power of the postures, I, I, I changed. I cannot even put into words for you how much it changed me for the better. And for a while, um, yoga was my main form of fitness. It helped me stop doing all this cardio for a while. Um, and at that point, I wasn't really strength training. It was my, that was my jam. Six, seven days a week, I would go to this 90-minute yoga class. I would go at 5.15 in the morning. I would go after work if I had to. I would go on the weekends. I would rearrange my entire schedule for it because I absolutely loved it. And I knew that I needed to be a yoga teacher. I knew that I was going to be a yoga teacher, um, but that was met with a lot of resistance from uh, people in my life, mainly my parents. And during this time frame, because yoga did help me transform, it helped me improve my relationship with myself. And I truly believe that you cannot have a relationship with someone else until you have a good relationship with yourself, or you can't have a meaningful, lasting relationship with someone else until you accept yourself as you are, until you love yourself as you are. So here I am falling in love with myself again, accepting myself, changing inside and out, and I, I meet my husband. I met him at my cousin's wedding. He was roommates with my cousin in college. And I remember traveling from Dallas to Omaha and we met. We met that night of the rehearsal dinner. We started talking that night and we have not stopped talking since. Like my life has been full of laughter since meeting um, Patrick. And that's absolutely amazing. So within that time frame, me starting yoga, meeting Patrick, deciding that I need to be a yoga teacher, but this was met, like I said, with resistance from my parents, because in order to be a Bikram teacher, and that's the only yoga that I knew, I did not know a vinyasa or a hatha yoga, all I knew was this Bikram, and this is when Bikram was, pardon the pun, really hot, so I was, I was visiting my parents with Pat at home. And I believe we were, we were engaged at this time. And I was telling them my plan, like I've, I've got to be a yoga teacher. I want to go to this teacher training, but the teacher training that Bikram is, you basically have to take a leave of absence from work or quit your job because it's like three months in Mexico or Hawaii or wherever he hosts it. And since this time, a bunch of stuff has come up about Bikram. Um, you can check the ESPN um, TV show that they did about him, like 30 and th 30 for 30. Not, not the greatest guy, apparently. Um, 
but so with my parents knowing that I would have to leave my job for like three months they're like absolutely not we just paid for your college and you are not going to be a yoga teacher and you know kind of just like crushed my dreams and it really it really hurt and I remember we were this I've talked through this next part so many times and I think about it so often we were on the deck at my parents' house outside having dinner and I'm telling them all about this. And my dad said to Pat, she's your problem now, right? So if you want to do this, whatever, but she's your problem now. Crushed. I am absolutely crushed. And at the same time, I'm furious. So fast forward, I cannot remember what year that was, but we end up getting married in September of 2006, we always forget, 2006, we get married in September, and then in October or November, we moved to Denver, and one of the reasons we moved is I was so ready for a change, and I didn't know how to change still living in Dallas. Like, it's really hard to change if your environment stays the same, so we moved. And I had this clean slate to do whatever I wanted. And I was fully supported by now my husband and other people in my life, like my in-laws. And that makes a huge difference. If you're looking to make change in your life and you don't have anyone supporting you, first off, I feel you. Second off, like find people who can support you. It's so hard to do it when you have all this resistance coming up against you. It's just easier to stay the same. So look for like-minded people and look for people who can support you um, throughout the transformation that you're trying to make. So we moved to Denver. I get this great job. Oh, this was such a great time in my life, you guys. I ended up getting a job at Banana Republic, which the Bikram Yoga Studio was right there. It was like at the mall. It wasn't in the mall. It was in the building right next to the mall. So I could go to like a nine o'clock yoga class and then get to work by 11 or, or noon and then go home. And there were, I had not a care in the world. That job at Banana Republic was the best job I've ever had because you would go in, you'd fold some pants, help some people try on some clothes, and then you left. When is the last time you had a job that when you left, you left? You didn't have to think about it when you weren't there. That is so rare. And I was just thriving in this environment. And now that I know what I know about stress and the body, my body also transformed when I moved here. And it's because I didn't have that stress anymore. I mean, we can't all leave our jobs and go work at Banana Republic and just do yoga at nine o'clock in the morning. But at that point in my life, I really needed that. And that's what I did. And that, that job was my temporary job because I was looking for something else. And I did interview at a couple agencies out here. Um, I ended up getting a, a random job doing administrative work for a company who managed nonprofit associations through a friend of a friend. I mean, everything is so, everything was so synchronous in this movement. Pat's my husband's um, stepmom, her wife, rented space from this woman, office space, and she said, well, Jolaine is looking for someone, and I needed a job, and so I was working part-time there. Now, 
throughout this time frame, I start practicing yoga here. Um, I do the Bikram yoga and I was looking at yoga teacher trainings. I knew I couldn't leave for three months and pay whatever thousands of dollars to do that training. But there are other ways to be yoga teachers. I didn't know that. And so I started practicing yoga, um, other kinds of yoga and researching where I could do teacher trainings. And at that point in time, I remember looking at a core power yoga, which at that time, it wasn't as nearly as big as it is now. There was a local studio to where I'm at in Arvada. And I didn't know anything about these two studios, nothing at all. So I started going to the local studio here, had some really great teachers and decided I wanted to do the teacher training. Again, at that point in time, I think it was $2,500. And when I think about that out loud and say that, like how much I've grown financially since this time is tremendous. I have to remember how far I've come. $2,500 was a huge big deal to me at that time. And I asked for teacher training for Christmas. And my amazing in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, my brother and my sister-in-law, Pat's um, stepmom, I think his father, they all contributed a little bit, maybe even a decent amount to that $2,500. I mean, I was so, I was just beside myself, right? Because I felt so supported and like my dream of being a yoga teacher was about to come true. So I started that yoga teacher training in January of probably, I'm in 06, January of 07 or 08. And from there, it was full steam ahead. I kept my job at the meeting edge doing that administrative work. When I was finished teaching, the doors just opened up. The studio that I taught at, I got a class immediately, which is very rare. It was a very popular class, it was a Saturday morning class. In that time frame as well, the woman who helped me get my, my administrative job, she was doing these amazing boot camp classes with a woman named Donnell. And Donnell is one of my, has been one of my mentors. Donnell had this amazing boutique fitness studio where she did 30 minutes of spinning, you know, indoor cycling and 30 minutes of yoga. So it was spin yoga. Kathy was like, you gotta, Kathy is Pat's stepmom's um, wife. And his stepmom passed away a couple of years ago. So Kathy's like, gotta come to these classes. They're so amazing. And Donnell is so awesome. So I go, and of course I fall in love. I fall head over heels in love with this woman, with her classes, with this whole idea. And Donnell needed teachers. And I had just finished my teacher training, but she needed someone to teach spin. Well, in the day, back in the day, I had done spin classes all the time. Before I broke my leg, I, I did spin classes every single morning or as often as I could. Five o'clock in the morning, spin class. So I'm like, she's like, can you do it? And I was like, yeah. So she kind of trained me. And my training was basically going to her classes. And I started teaching spin and yoga. And again, because of her need, I had a ton of opportunities presented to me and I started teaching more. So I was teaching at the studio that I got certified at. I was teaching with Donnell. And then I taught at the local rec center on Monday and Wednesday mornings. And so you guys, one of my typical days, I'll never forget my Wednesday. I would teach at 8.30 in the morning at the Apex Center. That's the local rec center here. I would go to my job at the meeting edge, that administrative job. I would teach a 5.30 yoga class. And then I would teach a 5.30 to 6.30, a 7.30 spin class. 
all in one day. And not all my days were like that, but Monday was very similar. Tuesdays were similar. Um, I was working that administrative job and teaching classes. And it finally got to the point where I was, I was going to be able to teach full time. I told Donnell I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to teach full time. And at that time, she did have another manager. It didn't quite work out. So I got the opportunity. So I left my job at the meeting edge, that administrative job, and I started managing studio for Donnell. Well, right before I start, she finds out that she is pregnant. I'll never forget, she took me to breakfast. And she was like, I understand if you don't want to work for me. I just found out I'm pregnant. I'm going to be a single mom. Um, I was like, why would I, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, why would I not want to work for you? I love you. I'm, I love everything that you do. And I appreciate this opportunity so much. So I started managing the studio, teaching more classes. Um, and then I had the ability to lead our teacher training, our yoga teacher training, a cycle teacher training, a kettlebell teacher training and all that kind of stuff. So I'm teaching, teaching, teaching. And I do that for quite a while, um, all the way up until I get pregnant with Brooks. And I teach all throughout my pregnancy. We did go through IVF to have Brooks. My story of IVF is not as traumatic as many of the experiences that you hear about. Um, I approached the whole thing very matter-of-factly. I knew that once we had the sperm and we had the egg and they got together and they were implanted in me, I knew there wouldn't be any issue. So my IVF story is very boring and, and plain. Um, but after I had Brooks, I just, I couldn't teach as much as I used to. It wasn't so much an energy thing. It was a time thing. There was just no family time. I remember on Tuesday nights, I taught this amazing 5.30 class. I would take Brooks, drop him off at Pat's work, and we'd do the handoff. <laughs> and then he would take him home. And I'd come home like at, you know, 8.30 at night. And I haven't seen Pat all day. We never had any time as a family thing. I, Saturday morning was the last class that I gave up. But same thing. I would go and teach one or two classes, um, get home Saturday afternoon, and we wouldn't have our Saturday together. So I had to make a decision. I, um, I, I wanted to teach, but I just couldn't teach as much. And, you know, it's the primetime classes that are really fun to teach and that the seasoned teachers get to teach, but the primetime classes weren't working with my schedule. Now, in that time frame, I have always wanted to do a physique competition ever since college. So a bodybuilding show, right, where girls prance around in bikinis and show their muscles. Those competitions are much different now than they were back when I was in college and even probably when I competed um, about five years ago, six, seven years ago. But after Brooks was born, right as he was getting ready to turn one, I, I thought it was the perfect time for me to be able to train for one of these competitions. So this is where I actually got very interested in nutrition. I was just telling Pat the other night, I, while I don't agree with competition lifestyle, I have to give credit where credit is due and competing is what taught me how to eat. It taught me that I need to have protein. It taught me that I need to um, have certain carbohydrates. I was just thinking, I used to teach all these morning classes and I wouldn't eat until like noon. I don't even know how I survived. And it wasn't like intentional. It wasn't like me trying to not eat anything. 
I would just like grab probably a Nutri-Grain bar or an apple on the way to go teach my 7 a.m. class, teach at 7, teach at 10, whatever, maybe at noon, and then eat after that. It's just wild. So my point is, that's what got me interested in strength training and nutrition. So I compete, I learn the lessons that I need to learn. And I saw how my coach coached me. And I was like, how did you do this? How do you know what to do? And she said, she did the precision nutrition certification. And I was asking the owner of the gym where I trained at for the show, um, you know, what he recommended. And he was like, yeah, all of our coaches have done the precision nutrition. And I was like, all right. So I did the precision nutrition certification. Now in this time frame, this is starting to take us up to 2014. In this time frame, online training is just beginning to get a little bit more popular. Now, throughout my classes, I was able to connect with so many amazing people. One of those people, her name is Brie Argett Singer, and you might know her as the Betty Rocker. Well, the Betty Rocker invited me to be a coach in one of her 30-day challenges. And so that got my foot in the door with this online space. And because of her, I was able to start to grow my Instagram following. Because of her, a lot of her followers, you know, started following me. They did my yoga sculpt class with her. They did, they did my yoga flow with her. And like I said, they started to follow me. Well, (laughs) after I had Brooks too, um, you know, you, you can't take your baby to the gym for a certain amount of time. You have less time. Your workouts look a lot different. I started doing some online workouts from a fitness blogger named The Blonde Ponytail. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I brag about Jess all the time. I think she's fantastic. I have had Jess on the podcast. She's amazing. And I did several of her workouts that she would post on her blog. I found her through Pinterest. Well, Jess started selling an online ebook. That's how this all started. And she started working with a business coach named Amanda Tretz. I don't really know how this whole, all all this whole part started working out, but it's kind of like, this is how you make friends on Instagram. You start liking their stuff. You start commenting on their stuff and then you become Instagram friends. Well, since I started liking Jess's stuff and she was working with Amanda, I would comment on Jess's stuff. And then Amanda would see that I was following Jess and she started following me. One day she reached out to me and was talking about, you know, me doing something like Jess, like an online coaching. And I was like, huh. Because at that point in time too, I'd started working with clients with nutrition one-on-one. And I had the fitness and I couldn't teach as much, but I still wanted to make money. And I have a, a consultation with Amanda and she explains like what we could do and I get off the phone with her and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Let's, I need to do this. And I can't remember the initial investment again. It was probably like a thousand dollars, which now a thousand dollars is not a big deal to me. But at that point in time, I may have even had to put it on my credit card. So I'll never forget. I have that call with Amanda and Pat and I go to Tokyo Joe's that night for dinner. And I'm telling him about the call that I had with Amanda. We could do this and I could grow my business like this and I could reach this many people. And for the first time ever, 
I had a little bit of resistance from Pat. I've never had resistance from him ever. And so I was taken back and I'm pretty sure I started to cry at dinner because it brought back memories of yoga and, you know, that resistance I met and, you know, my number one supporter, it didn't have the response that I thought he would have. That next day, <laughs> Pat called me from work. I'm at home or something. He's like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I'm sorry about last night. Yes, if you think this is something you should do, go for it. And from there, again, it's just like when I got my teaching certification, all the doors open, the floodgates open. I start running my online program. I had this amazing business coach. My first program was six weeks shred and it grew from there. So the six week shred I can't remember how many people I had in my first group, but it has grown every single time. I think I did six weeks shred for that summer. I can't remember what year it was. And then, yes. So that was in the summer. I can't remember which month, but then in January, I changed the name to Lift to Get Lean because while I loved six weeks shred, it wasn't macros based and it was mostly like hip workouts, but I knew what worked in the bottom of my heart. I knew they needed to do strength training. I knew they needed to do that. Macros. So in January, we launched Lift to Get Lean with custom macros, strength training. And from there, again, it's just grown and grown and grown. So to recap, I went from working an administrative job part-time and teaching some classes to teaching full-time and managing the yoga studio. Got experience with nutrition and strength training through competing got my precision nutrition certification, started meeting with clients one-on-one, -on -one. start my online groups with my six-week shred. And that was a summer. I want to say it was May. Ran a couple rounds in January then of probably 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. January of 2017, we launched Lift to Get Lean with custom macros and strength training. And it has grown every year from there. Now, within that time frame, I used to do it by myself. And then Leanne, Coach Leanne, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, she started helping me out. And then Coach Lisa, she started helping me out. And then Alejandra, I'll never forget one day we were walking into the gym and she was like, hey, if you ever need any help, let me know. And boy, did I need help. That was in 2019, the end of 2019. And she had no idea what she was going to get herself into because I did need help. Um, I just couldn't do it all anymore. I couldn't do the program. I couldn't film all the workouts um, and do the macros and everything. It just became too much for one person. So the team had to grow. So we've grown organically. Everything has been very much word of mouth. I have a lot of referral-based business and all of the coaches have been homegrown. They've all come up through the program and they have to, right? Because I have to know that they believe in the philosophy, that they are on board, they are representing what I want to represent, that they are in alignment with my philosophy. And so now our team is, you know, there's eight of us, I believe. So it's me, Leanne, Lisa, Alejandra, Courtney, Rachel. Amber and Nicole. Yeah. So that's 
eight other people besides myself. And throughout that time frame, so I've got my online business and I started doing personal and professional development coaching with Brendan Burchard, my high performance coaching. And again, I asked some mentors, you know, should I do this? And again, I was met with some resistance. But you guys, if there's anything you take from this, it's that it's great to get feedback from people, but you ultimately know what you want. So if you're not getting an answer that you want, sometimes you just don't need to listen. Because I don't regret paying the amount of money that I paid for my Brendan Burchard certification either, because I learned so much through that certification. And I don't do a lot of my high performance coaching right now because my personal training or my online training and nutrition business has just grown like gangbusters, right? So we've been around since 2017. Nicole and I just uploaded um, a lot of our older hit workouts into the current membership portal for our new VIP community. And they go as far back as 2018. And that's the before we had everything outlined. So I've been doing this for so long now and it's just grown. And so if you are looking to build a business, it is no different than nutrition or strength training. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to be consistent and show up. Like you don't have to show up perfect. People aren't expecting perfection from you but you just have to show up so that they know that you are there. And if they know that you're there, they're going to want to be there for you as well. So, I mean, I don't really care to talk numbers, um, but this last round of lifting at lean, I made double what I used to make in a year. And again, I don't think us females talk about that enough. And it's hard. Um, it's when I sit back and think about that, I am just so, so darn proud of myself, right? To take something and grow it from nothing. Nothing compares to that. And it can be done. So again, I started out in this advertising industry, which I hated not because of the people, but because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I knew I didn't want to be the next person up. I could not see myself there in the future, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And keep in mind, you guys, I didn't start doing, I didn't start teaching yoga until I was 30 years old. I didn't start my online business until I was 35, four, six, mid thirties. And now I'm 42 and things are just getting better. So it's also not too late just because you've been in one line of work for the last 10, 20 years. It doesn't mean you cannot change. Again, you might be met with resistance. Um, people may not support you, but that's why you have to find someone that will support you. And that's what has gotten me to where I am at today. I mean, I also have my beauty counter business and that helps. And what's next? I don't know. That's what I'm working on now. I just started working with a new business coach myself because I've gotten to the point where um, I need guidance. I've gotten as far as I can get on my own. My time with Amanda 
um, it ended because her business took off. Amanda's been on the podcast, right? She's the CEO of the Fast Rate of Fat Loss. And um, she's been another huge mentor of mine. That's another great thing that I had working in my favor is I've had tremendous mentors from Donnell and Amanda um, and now, now Kathy Savage. It's okay if some people don't believe in you, but if you can find one person who believes in you, it makes all the difference. And when you can't find that one person, that's when you have to believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if someone else believes in you. You have to believe in you. And I will say, in addition to, so being consistent is what has allowed me this growth and this prosperity. But also, I have this deep knowing that I will be successful. I don't ever doubt myself. I have moments, right? And I have breakdowns and I don't always know what to do, but that's why I get the help that I get right? That's why I have business coaches. This is why I reach out to other people in my space because we don't have to know how to do it all, but I do know, I do know it's all going to work out. You have to know that there cannot be any doubt in your mind. You have to be all in on yourself. And so that's really, um, so those are my words of wisdom. It's never too late. Use your mentors and believe in yourself. And I will say this, Donnell believing in me and Amanda believing in me were probably like, that was just money in the bank. And that probably contributes to why I believe in myself so much because they, they, they also, they saw something in me and they gave me a chance. And I think that's important for us to remember as well as we go from mentee to mentor. Like if you see someone and they have potential, why not tell them? Why not give somebody an opportunity? Because that, that's the other part of my business now. Now I'm able to give other people opportunities. Opportunities that they may not have. Because as females, sometimes we feel like we have to choose. I can be a mother or I can have this full-time job or this job. And there's not a lot of gray in between. But with my business, I'm able to be both. And I will be the first to tell you, I oftentimes focus more on my business than my family. Um, And I'm working on it. I'm working on it really, really hard. But now I can give other women that opportunity to be nutrition coaches, to work on my team and raise their kids and do what's important to them and go work out in the middle of the afternoon. Because ultimately that is, that's what success is for me, is freedom. It's not about money at all. It's freedom. And so I know if I feel like my hands are tied, I am out of alignment. And that's when I have to check myself. Again, for me, it's not about money. It's about freedom. But I do think we all, um, we all, should, we all can make money. Like there's nothing wrong with making money. And I, like money does motivate me somewhat, but it's more the freedom because that is my definition of success. So this episode was mostly about how I got to where I'm at with my business. Um, In the next one that I do by myself, I'll talk more about my history in terms of diet and exercise because it's different than a lot of people in my space, but it's also very powerful and I think very relevant to a lot of the people who are in my target market. 
and I'll just give you a, a preview into that. I am not someone who has done all the diets. I am not. I don't think I've ever actually been on a diet in my life. I never really did low carb. I never really did low fat on purpose. Um, I never thought I had to do that because I was so active. But that brings a whole other set of issues. So I hope you guys got something from this. Um, if you have further questions, let me know. You guys can always send me messages on Anchor or you can email me uh, kyliefityoga at gmail.com. Thanks for bearing with me. And I hope maybe you are inspired to do something different, to try something new, to start the blog, to start the business, to write the book, whatever it is that you want to do, because I'm that person. I'm your hype girl. I believe in you. I know you can do it because I did it. That's how we know. Other people are doing these things, which means we can do them too. And to me, that's one of the most powerful things that we've got. So you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Here's the Deal. If you enjoyed this show, please share it out to your friends so we can empower as many people as possible to take control of their lives so they feel their best and they look their best. You can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Kylie Fit Yoga. And if you want to learn more about the eight-week program that I have, Lift to Get Lean, check out lifttogetleanwithkylie.com and that is the program where me and my team of coaches help people learn how to track their macros, understand the importance of macronutrient tracking. We give you strength training workouts and the biggest piece of the program is the mindset coaching of it. As you know, nothing changes if you don't change your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you in any and all ways. Again, we appreciate your support.